I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Uh oh, it's the GH report. We got warehouses explode, and Jason walking slow, looking cool. Got some baggy jeans, though. Come on, dude. All right, everybody, welcome to the GH report. Bringing out everything that's happening on General Hospital airing this week here at ABC. But I'm not just doing it alone. When uh, such drama that we, everybody's been waiting for happens, there's only one person you can go to to make sure you get the full hot takes that you're looking for. That is the one, the only, James Lott Jr. All those hot takes. Yeah, we got yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna talk about it. Oh, so folks, like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. The chat is up and running, folks. I know you're already in it, sharing your thoughts. So feel free to chime in about anything that we're talking about, because we're gonna be talking about a lot. And uh, maybe not all that'll be positive, but I mean, it wouldn't be shady Sunday <laughs> otherwise, right? Yeah, yeah, shady Sunday. Uh, so James, I will ask you, uh, what did you think of this week overall? First of all, hello to everybody in chat room. I see you guys in there. I see everybody. Hi, Peter and Jeannie. I'll do this for I'll do this for Carla Renata. Oh yes, she's busy being famous right now. So <laughs> uh, you know, take care of her. Annie Goem, Kelly Public Cover, Patrick Say, uh, uh, Jeannie, DT Door, Susan Russo. Hi, you guys. This week actually um, was good on some level. <laughs> I feel like level, I wasn't that happy. Um, there were some cool scenes. There's some scenes I thought that were weird. We'll figure out. And I did cry a little bit on Friday. That's why. We're, how was it about you, Frank? Um, I did like how you said good. good. <laughs> I was like, huh, maybe. I, uh, you know, overall, I just thought for for the longest time that we were drawing out this baby swap storyline, uh, it didn't land as as hard as I would have liked to have. I just don't okay. think they quite stuck the landing. I feel like they kind of one of the, when you watch one of those awkward skydiving videos and you see that person kind of going down and they just eat it horribly right at the end. <laughs> you know, was, you're looking good, and then you just you botch it right there at the end. Yes. Okay. Uh, so I mean, I feel like I mean everybody's been waiting for the storyline. So I feel like we should just dive dive, dive into this yeah. one because there's going to be a lot to say about this. Yeah. So James. We talked a little bit about it last week. You know, it hasn't been stretched too long. You seem to be uh, fine with the pacing of it so far. Were you fine with the the revelation? Actually, I was. I thought the pacing was old soap school style, where it took a while to come out. I didn't realize it had been over a year, just about. Like it was gone for a long time. Like that, it didn't seem like it'd been that long, but it has. Um, but to me, the pacing was old soap school. Loved it. Um, and I didn't mind that. It, I'm glad, but I'm glad it came out now because I think if it went on any longer it would have been too long. Um, but I felt for me that the pacing was good. And to answer your question, the pacing was good. So I was happy that it came out this week. I so I, the big reveal happens. Lucas finally remembers everything. Uh, yes. <laughs> I did like how everybody's just <laughs> that whole scene over at the, the Corinthos household, which is supposed to be a fond farewell to Brad and Lucas as they're moving to Portland with Wiley. Uh, yes. But Lucas, as more people are talking and Nell pops up for a hot second, he starts having more memories about the uh, the night of the car crash where Brad told him everything. And you see him kind of trying – the way that scene played out where there's just a lot of, like, distracted looking from Lucas. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, they were. Try- I know what they were trying to do. I see what they were trying to do. It was like in the middle of like regular life, and they're all kind of talking that. All of a sudden, he's getting these memories, and I think maybe the direction was a little weird or something. I think I, I feel you a little bit there, um, but I'm glad that it just came out. Like it, they didn't drag that out, which yes. you know some soaps have done that. No, that's true. And I don't know. Maybe it was the camera angles they chose where they kind of shoot him from like low, looking up, and you're like, uh, "All right, okay." Have you know, Frank, this last couple of weeks I've been trying some interesting camera angle stuff. Now, my buddy, I love Fido Xavier. It's my buddy. One of the you know he came to our show when you were there. Yes. We were there. We like him. And I'm but I've been noticing they've been trying different. Even the, like the it's the jail scenes. They've been trying some new camera stuff, camera work. So I don't know about that either. <laughs> Yeah, there are some times where they are there. You feel like they're very much on the steady cam, kind of running along with them. <laughs> and I'm just like, eh, I don't know. Sometimes yeah, it's know. okay. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little uh, jarring a little bit because I know what they're trying to do. Again, I know, I know what they're trying to do. And, and with soaps, they've been on for 10,000 years. They're trying something different. I mean, I, I mean, it doesn't always work. It doesn't always land. But, you know, I give them a bunch of try. Yeah. It's. Uh, I agree with you that I did like that once Lucas, uh, all his memories click into place, that he doesn't hesitate telling Michael what's up. It's not one of those, like, I got to wait and talk to Brad about this and we'll kind of draw it out a little longer. No, it's like, pop up, boom, this is what the deal is. Yes, I'm so glad that they didn't drag that out because I would have been pissed. Because right now on Bold and the Beautiful, that's what they're doing right now. It's one storyline and every day it's like, well, I don't know. Well, maybe I'll go. Well, I gotta go talk to somebody else for it. I'm like, no, tell them what's going on. <laughs> like, tell them I'm a like um, So I'm glad that they just quickly said, okay, Lucas remembers. He blurts it out, and life goes on from there. Now, I've been reading on social media and and reviews online, and I'm sure you've probably heard that too. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts. People were feeling that once the reveal happened, it became very Carly focused, as opposed to Michael. How did you feel? <clears throat> if you listen to my latest podcast, Chase Me Spotlight, um, I bring that up because it felt like was this Michael's moment or Carly's moment? Like it was kind of like, well, this is happening to Michael. Yes, Carly would be upset and would have something to say about it, clearly. I felt like the whole Carly dialogue should have been Lucas, and at the end, I mean, Michael, at the end, it should have been what Michael said at the end should have been Carly. I feel like it should have been reversed. Like her come at the end, throw some digs in, as Carly would do. Yeah. But it should have been Michael the whole time. It It is interesting how it, it has been made to seem like Carly's like, you know, well, it's all, it's all, Nell's trying to get at me. It's all about me. And I'm like, all right, I get it. just felt weird to have her take such focus in this storyline when you really want to see how Lucas and Michael are going to react to this. And and I felt like Brad, it, it felt almost kind of tepid. Because Wiley's not there at first, so but it seemed like very kind of tepid in terms of, I, w- I was expecting a lot more fury and anger. that And it took a while before we even got Michael to get like that with Brad. Well, somebody said to me online, answer to my thing, they said that Michael, they feel like Michael was in shock. So that's probably why he didn't go off at first. I guess I can I can kind of buy that I guess I don't know about Frank I don't know if you could buy me you could buy that I don't know I just felt like Michael should have went off that whole that whole scene that all that dialogue should have been Michael saying it to him mm-hmm. to Brad 
how dare you do this? How did it happen? What went on? But they're saying he's, they're playing it as he was kind of just in shock and trying to take it all in. So Carly was the gatherer of the information, and Michael was kind of sitting there. She was Mama Bear. He was sitting there. I, I did like at least the line where Carly says, no, no, we're going to take it step by step as you're breaking this all down. We want to know everything. Which oh, is like, no, my yeah. favorite line. Oh, Frank, my favorite line was when she's talking to Jason. I know it's like a hypocrite, but I don't care. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you did take Michael from AJ. Like, it was a whole different time. But she, she acknowledges. She goes, I don't care if it's like an hypocrite, but I don't care. I was like, that's the best line to me of the, of the evening. <laughs> we're, we're all thinking it. We were all thinking it. No, that's true. I, I mean, she's like, you know, when we did it, it was to keep him away from AJ, who was terrible. <laughs> who would want to keep anybody away from Michael? He's great. <laughs> I, just love, I just love that they acknowledge that it was like, wait, okay, yeah. Carly, you know you did wrong too, girl. But, <laughs> but that was a good line. Carly's like, yeah, let's let's break this down for a second. Carly got a little gangster for a second. So let's, let's break this down. She's from Florida. <laughs> she's from a trailer. She's a little gangster. She was like, I want to know step by step how the, how the F this happened. So she wanted to know. Yeah. And Brad told it. Uh, oh. What I love about uh, the guy uh, Perry who plays Brad, I do yeah. love the social media where he's been having fun playing those clips and <laughs> reacting to those uh, this week. I, I did enjoy those. Him and our girl Kathleen Gotti have been going back and forth on social media because because remember she's kind of you know she, they mentioned her but she you know mm-hmm. I didn't really mention but it was like you know stay out of my thread and it was, going, it was really fun watching them go back and forth. Um, <laughs> it just it's like it's just so funny and I mean I'll give you points. I mean Julian was was uh, almost cussed for a second. <clears throat> He was essing bricks standing yes. there when the whole thing was coming out. Oh, he was just – he was so quiet. Um, and yeah. Brad, uh, Lucas, maybe we, we should go if you want. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, I, I, I feel like I'm kind of – and maybe we're going to see more of this with Lucas. But I just – when we see what we cut away, we're, uh, it, it's uh, Bobby, Carly, Lucas, and Wiley in the Corinthos kitchen. They're feeding Wiley. And Luke's like, oh, yeah, you know, I know much Brad cares about us. I There were moments where I just felt like the, the impact of this life-changing thing just wasn't really being played in that scene. Yeah, there was something. Well, here's the problem, everybody. And we all can say this. There are never enough scenes with them together. Yeah. That's the problem. So we're not invested like we could be. Um, I mean, I was like, because I was going, Wow. Finally, some scenes with Bobby and Lucas and Carly together. Kind of. I mean, there's a few here and there, but like, finally they're together. Like Bobby and Carly, yes, we have some. We've seen things over the years with them, um, but Lucas hardly any scenes with his mother. You know, hardly any scenes with Carly until recently. So it's kind of like, oh, I should feel more invested in this whole scene, but it fell flat a little bit. I mean, it was cute. I'm glad they did it. It was, it was for storyline reasons. They should have done it. Of course they should. They had to be together. Somebody to talk about it, Yeah, but it felt flat. There are times where until like Carly will say it, I will forget. Oh yeah, that's right. They are brother and sister. Cause you're right. We rarely see them having any scenes together. I know it's, it's funny. Cause you've seen, we've actually seen more of Lucas and Sam acknowledge their brother and sister than Carly yeah. and Lucas. Um, so that's been kind of a thing that's happened more of, and you almost forget that Lucas is part of this family. Like he's part of, I mean, cause remember, I mean, Lucas and Max, your cousins, you know, how you ever see them ever together? Like I know it's a large cast and stuff like that, but like they don't play up enough the relationships sometimes. So when a story like this happens, I think back to the whole Maxie and BJ storyline yeah. back in the nineties, 
mean, everybody was connected because everybody showed everybody's relationships together. Mm-hmm. So when it happened, even the Morgan storyline when he died, I mean, we saw we it, it, the way it fell out. We've seen everybody with everybody was involved, so we were more invested. This yeah. one is, yeah, we don't see them very often, so it's kind of like it's nice seeing them together and storyline wise, you should see them together. But it just it just it again just fell flat. Yeah, and even just the way that uh, Lucas would just say to Bobby, like, well, you know, about like he seemed very nonplussed, like, no, oh, Brad, you know, he forgot to bring milk home again. Like, <laughs> really? I feel like. It would be yeah. a little bit more devastating. I don't. I mean, whether you're not trying to do that because you're in front of Wiley, but I don't know. It just seemed Brad seemed very. Uh, Lucas seemed very just like chill with like, yeah, we're getting rid of Wiley. Really, Wiley's really Michael's, and it's fine. We'll just go home tonight. It's gonna be cool. I'll watch some TV. Like, uh, really? Somebody in the chat room said, I forgot who it was. What about you? Fast said that they think because he just came out of a coma, Lucas is still finding his emotions and finding everything. <laughs> No, I don't know. Know. Maybe. Hey, maybe. Uh, maybe. I am not human yet. I'm not human. Exactly. I don't I don't know. I mean, I've never been in a coma, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh so while we have all that going down at the Corinthos household, uh the one thing that bugged me about that whole sequence is that Nell comes a little earlier before the reveal happens, talking to Brad. And Brad steps out of the living room to go just talk to Nell and says that, hey, you know, uh, Wiley's over at uh, at Willow's. We're getting out of town. Don't you want this? If we stay here, we're for sure going to get caught. Uh, so, I mean, she's escorted up to the front door by Corintho security and then leaves. And yep. we even see that uh, Sam was able to come to the door because somebody mentions like, oh, yeah, they're taking care of Nell. But yet Nell is able to walk all the way around to the yeah. back of the house. Yeah, that was weird. How did that happen? There's no way that any, I mean, anybody would let her out of her sights. And if they did, you know Sonny would be coming down hard on them. Yeah, that was a weird uh, – I know there was all trying to try – to, to give us exposition to get her to go over to – they could do that differently. They could do that totally. Brad could have slipped when they were taught. It could have been done very differently. Mm-hmm. But the fact that she hears the reveal happen – it was like, well, does she need to hear that kind of? Or it could have been told that it happened. I mean, it was just weird. You're right. It's like it made no sense. And yeah, continuity, folks, continuity. Yeah. Because there was also, I would think if I started hearing that, I'm making a, a beeline like she did over to Willow's place. But I'm also, as soon as after I get done with my cat fight, I am, I am booking it out of that place. I'm not dawdling around. Eh, let's look at my passport. Here's the photo of my passport and your passport. No. So, hey, she felt like she knocked out uh, that cat fight. I, I was I was shocked because I'm like, Willow, did you both fight? Willow's tiny, and she was like, no, bitch. You are not taking this baby. <laughs> and she had to throw each other around. I love a good old cat fight. I love yes. it. I'm like, thank you. It's a soap staple. But I was like, Willow was keeping up with her for a while. But then Willow did that thing they always do mm-hmm. on shows. She turns her back away from her. And I was like, don't turn her back. I'm like, don't do that. And then Nell. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, as soon as they did, like, you know, the, the baby monitor here and the uh, the cry, you're like, she's turning around like, oh, why? Why do you need to turn around? Baby's cry. Baby's yes. cry. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but she – but also it's weird because that happens in the in the living room. And so yeah. Nell drags her back to the bedroom? Like, what does that happen? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, huh? Just at some point. Yeah. She was like, I got time to knock her out. Drag her body, put her against the wall, go get my baby, take my time going over all the stuff that I got, mm-hmm. and then pick up my baby, and then 
We knew she wasn't leaving. We knew she wasn't leaving. Come on. No, I mean, yeah, she and she she does get caught. Uh, Chase and Michael show up. They get the baby, and uh, we already see Nell starting to plant the seeds of this. And I found the scene frustrating when both Brad and Nell are in custody in the cells. That Brad knows how Nell operates. He knows. And the fact that he's being so passive in those scenes of letting Nell set the narrative was so frustrating to me. I know. Okay, so first of all, we've got to talk about how the, the twosome came in. And Chase was so funny, he just slid behind her. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like someone just goes, you said give her the baby. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> yes. It was very gentle. That's true. And he just kind of, she just, she's like, oh, okay. And she hands the baby over. But it's just, it was just, it's just like, it was, to me, it just made me laugh. And then, yes, and then bringing them and putting them in cells across from each other. Yes, cinematically, that's kind of a cute thing. And they can kind of, but you're right. It's like, Brad, you know how she is. And Nell's going to turn on you like a bag of leaves. Yeah. I don't know, anything else, whatever. And so I'm not surprised she's playing that role. I'm not surprised. And it's, but to me, the interesting part of that is Brad has a past, Nell has a past. Who are they going to believe? You know, who are they going to believe? And we still got the whole Julian thing hanging out there at the car. Mm-hmm. I mean, we still got Elisa Ulbrich out there with whatever part she. I mean, it's like there's stuff out there still that can work against one of them, I guess, or something. So yeah, I, I just it was frustrating to see Brad be just like, what? Why? Why are you saying that? It was your idea. Like Brad, come on, you got to stand up and, and equally, you got to be right up with now. Uh, shouting down everything that she's trying to say that you supposedly did. Like, and that, that scene was so frustrating to me. Like, come on, Brad. Get it together, buddy. Brad has been frustrating this whole storyline because they've played him so mealy-mouthed. Yes. It's like Brad was a, was a villain, so to speak, back in the day. He had some balls. Like, suddenly they cut, they stiffed him off, and so he's been a patsy for everybody. I mean, it's like completely for Julie and everybody. Like, everybody talks to him, they want to talk to him. It's like, wait a minute, you were a badass at one point, and suddenly you're just like, mm, yeah, I'm my life. And it's just like, okay, come on. Like, you should, you, really, you should be fighting against Nell. You should have told on Julian, too. I'm sorry, you should have told on Julian. That's another story. But I'm just, but you should have said, Nell, no, this is not going to work, girl. This is not going to work. We know the truth. But he was so meek in, that, in those scenes. I agree with you completely. Now, I mean, I guess because he is given the opportunity uh, by Lucas to say, if there's anything else you're not saying, you know, you say it right now. Does anybody else know? And, I mean, Brad can, you know, tells a half-truth. He's like, yeah, you know, nobody else – he kind of he kind of half-truths it about – so he can not implicate Julian at all in knowing about this. Uh, but, I mean, I feel like he's using Julian as his ace in the hole in case anything blows up. Julian – he's counting on Julian to take care of it so he doesn't get exposed. I think part of it – you might be right. I think part of it is um, – he's thinking, okay, if I – and in the, in the, in the truth of it all, Julian wasn't part of all the beginning stuff anyway. He really wasn't part of that. I mean, he wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, Julian found out later, and there's a whole. He was he was trying to get them a baby. He was he was he was doing something different, and the whole and he didn't know. I mean, yeah, he found out that that baby wasn't wasn't who he was. But in the beginning, he wasn't part of that. So in a way, it was like, well, no. In a way, you're right. It was a half truth. No one was involved in the beginning of this. Mm-hmm. Else, but yes, once people find out that Julian knew already about this too. Sonny's gonna hell oh, when Ava was something like I mean, Ava was right. Sonny's gonna come after him. I mean, it's just kind of like that's the part that's gonna suck um, for him is that he was involved at some point, but he tried to get rid of Brad. So we have that has to come out also at some point. He was trying to get rid of him, and Ava looked at him that one. She was like, 
excuse me. He should have gotten that car. She's like, excuse me. <laughs> yep. I like she's, she's not dumb. <laughs> no, that's true. And I'm curious to see how that one's going to get brought up because it seemed by the police investigation they were unable to rule anything that happened that caused the car crash. So there doesn't seem to be any evidence laying around there for us to figure out. I mean, it's really and and Brad doesn't know that it was sabotage. It's only Julian and now Ava is kind of putting two to two together about it. But I feel like there's no smoking gun out there that could expose Julian. So I'm wondering how that's going to come to light. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com FM to get started. Well, you know it has to come out. You know what? I mean, everything comes out. It has to come out. And yeah. I think, I think, um, and then, and then, and this, is, this is the beginning of this part of the story. But the whole thing happened with the car crash that Julian started. Oh, yes. Um, and hurt, and hurting one of his kids again. Like this, this is like this is something that keeps coming up for him. He tried to do something good, I guess, or something he was trying to do, but it backfired. And Lucas got I me. Mean, it's just classic Julian Jerome gets things wrong all the time. Um, so I think that's it has to come out at some point. It just has to. And I don't know how, but the PCPD are the dumbest people on earth anyway. So, like, who, I mean, <laughs> do they ever get their man? I mean, like, really? <laughs> now, do you see uh, Brad going down for this? I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious what they're going to do. I'm really curious what they're going to, how they're going to play this out. Because I, I really don't, I don't know. I really have no clue, to tell you the truth. I don't know. What do you, what do you think? I I mean, it'd be. I mean, the suck part is we never really saw a lot of them together as a couple anyway. So if you were to, to say like, all right, Brad and Lucas are not. Lucas is going to divorce Brad because of all this. Yeah. I mean, again, like as you were saying earlier, because we haven't seen enough of them together as well as just a, uh, you know, a, a, a loving couple. That it's like, okay, so you're divorced now. Great. I didn't really see much of you married anyway. Is it going to? It doesn't. It doesn't mean as much. To me, if, yeah. you, if I'd yeah. seen like two years of, of them having a you know, a healthy, loving relationship, and then this whole terrible secret starts kind of warming their way into a relationship, I would feel the tragedy of like, wow, they had something great, and it's all falling apart over this terrible decision Brad made. But I just, I, I want to feel more for that relationship, but I can't. Yeah, I know it's tough because they didn't play the relationship they should have. They just, they just haven't, and. Um, I know that Ryan was doing a movie and other things going on at some point, um, but they just haven't really. They try to play catch up a little bit and do more, but then they put him in a coma. <laughs> so not much you can do there either. I mean, like, it's kind of like, again, we need, to, as viewers, we want to care. We want to really feel that this couple, we want to root for a couple or feel for a couple. So when things go wrong, you feel strongly about it. And I, you're right, this, this couple hasn't been played enough. This hasn't. No, I mean, because if it had happened to Sonny and Carly, or if it happened to Jason and Sam, uh, you know, or Maxie and, and Nathan back at the time, you, yeah. that you would definitely feel more about that relationship, just because those characters have been more focused in terms of being in uh, even, being couples. Even if it was like Carly and Jax, or you know, Alexis and Sonny, like who have kids together but they're not even together anymore, we know that relationship, we feel it, so mm-hmm. we know. I mean, it's just kind of like I. Even though you know, folks know how to feel about Peter. They know how to feel about Peter. 
illness, but if something goes down eventually, but you know it will with Maxie, I'm going to feel something because actually they have played the relationship slowly and kind of showed us, oh, yeah, kind of just, I mean, painfully showed us them <laughs> together. But, um, Shady Sunday. But I do feel like I feel for Maxie because we know that character. So when stuff comes out, it will hurt. The, Vena, the, the Valentine Nina thing, that we felt that because they did play them off each other a lot. We saw it. We saw the relationship. So it's kind of like, I agree with you. Like we, the ones we see and feel, yes, I'm going to feel something. But this one, I feel it a little bit, but not enough. Yeah. Uh, which is unfortunate. Again, you, you're right. When you've got a cast that is so large, it yeah. is hard to give everybody a time to shine. It is. And I know it. I mean, I know it is. And I, I do. I do. And, um, but I feel like in the rotation, you still you could do a lot in rotation. When someone's on, you could do a lot on screen with some people. And, just, and it's just they've made choices for other characters, obviously. Yeah. So. Well, we see the Brad, Lucas, and Michael side of it, but we also got to see the Willow side of it as Chase has to tell Willow what yeah. really went down and that Wiley is not really her baby. Her baby died. How did you like that side of the, the storyline? Okay. Chase, okay. First of all, Chase, it was, it was the way he was, it was a little, he was a little weird. And it's like, I went by, is he smiling in the scene? I couldn't tell what was going on there with him. It was a little weird. But Willow, and you know, I think her name was Katie McMullen. I think I, I, think I said her name, Mullen or Mullen. I think I said her name correctly. Was amazing to me. I thought, I actually cried on Friday a little bit with her. I thought she did a phenomenal job realizing that her son, her real son is dead and that Wiley is not her son. Also, there's so many layers to that. Mm-hmm. And when she said, wait a minute, he could have, Brad could have told it. We could have stopped all stuff with Shiloh and all that was going on with that. I mean, I'm, I'm glad she said, I'm glad the writers put that in there. Um, there's a lot of things that Brad could have stopped because of this that went down and all the emotions he put her through. Um, I felt in those scenes, she really performed and really, really gave us the anguish. Um, and as she was saying, um, the brother baby cries, she said, and the baby, and he was alone, uh, the one that died. Like, you yeah. really didn't have anybody who knew him. Michael didn't even know him, really. It's like, I'm like, oh my goodness. Like, I mean, that was like a, some great writing in that one, but I thought she did an amazing job. So, well, how did you feel about it? I, uh, that part of the end where, where she felt that uh, her baby died alone. That that was you know like you can't help but feel touched about that, but there was some parts I uh, throw in some shade because it's a shady Sunday. Yeah. Shady uh, Sunday. Uh, just before that, when she starts monologuing about how uh, Michael was reacting when he found out that when he thought Jonah had died, and thought, yeah. now it is my turn to to feel that pain. I'm like, yes. that that was a little bit you know acting aside. That was just some clunky exposition to get out, and it, I don't think it served the scene well. Okay, yes. Yeah, I was just watching that. I was like, ooh, not good. That is taking me out of this. Yes, and Kendall, Tara Kendall in the chat room said that, um, and she agrees with me, Chase was a little dry. He couldn't handle Willow's energy. It's just, there was something, there was something a little off. I felt like what I've seen, for all, all, okay, for all purposes, people who don't like, don't like Carson, I will say when Carly accused Sonny of killing their child, their energy was match for match to me. No matter what you think about the actors or whatever, I feel mm-hmm. like the energy matched. When Maxie went off on Lulu after Nathan died, the energy was matched. I mean, it was just—I I feel like there were things that were just 
that are matched. And I felt like they just, it wasn't matched. It was, it was all her. It was all her. I mean, the actress and her, she really pulled it together. She did it. Um, the showcase was her. That's her Emmy reel right there. I mean, there was, it was her complete. That was, I mean, I just felt like it was, there was something a little off because it just wasn't there. Well, because it was interesting where Chase at the beginning is telling her the facts as if she, he's reciting it off a police report. Yeah, where even Ch- Willow's got to say, like, yeah, why, you know, don't call him just the baby. Or, yeah, exactly. You know. <laughs> it's like, right? What are you doing? Uh, yeah. yeah, so I'll be curious to see what this does to Willow and Chase's relationship. I mean, I feel like, yeah. oh, you already know what I think, folks. I've said it before. Working <laughs> towards a Michael Willow, I think it's going to happen. That's just, I, I hate to say that, but I think we're going to be leading towards because she attached that baby. No matter yeah. what happens, she's attached to Wiley. No, but I mean, look at but look at Sasha. How can you not like I Sasha? Love Sasha? I love Sasha, but I think I don't know. I don't know. I think it's gonna be a little triangle, quadrangle going on, which I don't mind on soaps. Give me a little quadrangle. Yeah. I thought I mean, but I feel like baby Wiley is going to be the focus for the four of them right now. I, I guess. Yeah. I mean. I could see the Michael and Willow thing happening because they played so many scenes of them, especially when they first met at you know going to the uh, the counseling sessions. Uh, that you could see them going that direction if they wanted to. But I haven't seen Sasha enough with Chase to make me feel like, yeah, that's that a, yeah, that's that that's a viable option as of right now. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I'm not even saying that she'll go with Chase. I'm just saying that I just feel like because uh, we were chat room saying the same thing they, they, they see Michael Willow like they, you said they don't see Chase and Sasha I'm not even saying they're going to get together I just have a feeling something's going to go down but see Sasha has another storyline going on with the whole deception thing so that's so who knows what orbit she'll be in in that one because um, somebody said once in a thing I was talking I was talking to somebody recently they're like what if this Brando guy stays along and they were saying Brando and Sasha they can see something down the line with them hmm. She might be age appropriate to that time period, so I don't know where she's going. But I, and I love Sasha; I love the character and everything. But I just think um, Willow and Michael. I think there's something. And see, and Chase and Michael are good friends. Yeah, so that would cause conflict there too. So I mean, I'm just I'm thinking so. I'm thinking as a soap person. Um, I'm not saying what I want to have happen, but I'm thinking <laughs> of a soap. Person. But I think Wiley's going to be, you know, the focal point. Well, uh, speaking of all uh, these other storylines, where we, we've got uh, Sasha involved in the deception side. We've got, uh, which of course is Crimson, we've got Nina and Jax deciding, hey, maybe we should go to HR to uh, get out in front of this relationship. Like, okay. Yes. Thanks. I feel like it's, guys, you know, I, I feel like it's almost like, don't forget, guys, we're it's 2020. We're, we understand. Okay, here you go. Okay. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> and then we also have, uh, while that's happening in the Metro Court, we have uh, Brooklyn getting told by uh, Ned that, hey, there's nothing we can do about this contract. Uh, you're stuck. Right. Okay, so now, back to the Nina Jax thing, very clunky. But I know what they were trying to do, obviously, because it's 20, they're trying to do I get yeah. that, but it was very clunky. Um, but I like them together. Um, I like Brooklyn, so I mean, I'm liking the character. I like what they do with her. Um, this is realistic when it comes to music business. I'm in the music business. I know what it's like. It's, it's very, it's, contracts are very tough. You have to really watch when you sign them. Um, and this is very timely, so I'll be curious to see what they, what they, how they continue this too. What they're going to do with that? And I'm just curious. But I don't mind. I mean, the storyline's fine. I don't mind. But the other thing that is frustrating, where Ned is saying, "There's really nothing we can do," and maybe from a contractual standpoint, no. But the fact that he did, uh, 
he did cross the line was inappropriate with her just at the floating rib, if not beforehand. And there's witnesses to that altercation. The fact that they're not pressing any for, anything forward with that, the fact that they're not even uh, uh, pursuing the investigation, like, well, if he did this with Brooklyn, he's probably done it with other people that he's represented as well, too. Why aren't we trying to find them down? I feel like there's parts of this that I'm feeling like, guys, you may not be able to contractually do it, but you could also have some other uh, legal recourses as well that you don't seem to be taking. That's true. I don't know about that. I mean, I guess you're right. I don't think about that. They could they could have easily went several routes. They've kind of dropped. You're right. Um, he's a quartermain. Like let's like, let's get in there and let's start doing some digging. Um, Sunny's her godfather. We saw scenes with her and Sunny regarding Mike, mm-hmm. and that was so. Why don't you go to Sunny and go, Uncle Sunny? I need your help. Um, you know that kind of thing. So I think um, you're right. There were some things they could have done. I guess I didn't even think about that part. They could have done to get her out of the contract or whatever, but. I'm trying to think, maybe there's a purpose for why they're doing this. Maybe down the line we're going to find out. Maybe. You know, this is, this is General Hospital, so it may not ever happen. But maybe we'll find some out. Well, I mean, certainly they're trying to draw it up where that Brooklyn has no choice but to uh, – I'm sure Martin goes up to her and says, hey, I can get you out of this contract if you give me your ELQ shares. And Valentina gets some more ELQ shares out of the deal. So I feel like that's the objective for that. But it also feels weird to me that like, like Ned had, feels he has no other options, when, especially when he was so menacing – to that creepy manager at the Metro Court saying, I've got a team of lawyers and they have nothing to do than to just tear this thing apart and find every little thing. Then to the next time that we see Ned going, well, they looked and there's nothing we can do. Sorry. Well, somebody went, uh, um, Cater33090 says, why can't Brooklyn just put out three terrible albums and make better ones that are a different name after? <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. Well, you know what's A little side note, just a, just a quick side tangent. Um, Marvin Gaye famously was going to make a really bad album because he had to, he owed his soon-to-be ex-wife money and a divorce from the next album. He had put out the big album, What's Going On, which was a big, huge hit uh, back in the 70s. And so he put out this album called Hear My Dear. And actually, it's not a, it's actually sold okay. It was a decent album, actually. <laughs> he put out a bad album. It didn't work out that way. So that's kind of funny <laughs> you say that. You put out a bad, you put out a bad album. It's fine. But then it's like, it's your creativity. Do you want to put out a bad album and have that album out there? I mean, I wouldn't want to have that out there. I mean, that's kind of a crazy thing. But it's kind of funny, Cater, that you, that you said that. No, yeah. that's true. Because so I feel like then it just becomes more of a, a story point in your in your career. Like, well, they did this because they needed to get out of that. Exactly. Like, exactly. Cool. So, All right. That's always going to follow you around. Point 20. Point 20. Um, so the other uh, big stuff we have going down here is uh, what you're excited about, and that is Mob War. Mob uh, War. Oh. Uh, uh, we, uh, I know I asked you this question just before we were wrapping up, and you said you were not excited about this. I felt like I I don't know if I gave you, a, because we are running out of show last week, enough time to really explain why you were not thrilled about a return to a, a mob war. Okay, I want, to, I want to do a side note. On my show, Extra Connections, tomorrow night on After Party Radio, I have Marcus Tagger coming on, Rial Andrews. He's my friend. And we're going to talk about this storyline, of course. He is one of the few bright spots, is why I brought this up, to have him uh, back on the campus after 17 years. It's a great, a great bright spot. And we'll talk about that in a second. The reason why I was not a big mob fan, story fan, it was fun in the beginning, but after a while, all this shooting, I mean, in real life, we have so much that going on right now. Mm-hmm. I, just don't, I just don't find it, it's, it's just made me more sensitized, not desensitized. Like, I don't want to see that on TV now. Like, I don't really want to see shootouts and people getting hurt and 
it's just kind of like another person I take down Sonny. Like I just, I just, I mean, we know Sonny will never be taken down. I mean, I, I feel like that's just the end game. Like, well, yeah. they'll never be taken yeah. down. So, and the idiot cops are just like, oh, bumbling idiots running around. Like, nothing's people are dying, and those guys. I feel like that to me is it's just a boring way out. I know he's a mobster in quotes, um, but I like the other stuff. I like the way they were going with this character, not reverting back to that. I just. I'm just not a fan at all. No, 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 no. Well, it is interesting when you had, uh, uh, you know, Cyrus saying to it, as well as uh, whatever her name is, the uh, the blonde that was hanging out with uh, uh, yes. Ava and Finn, Cassandra, yeah. uh, both saying, oh, you know, you're getting soft to Sonny. And I'm thinking, well, there hasn't been a mob war in, what, a decade maybe? Right, So. Right. It doesn't seem like he's soft. He's got a really good control of what's going on in his operation, right? Right, yeah. right. I mean, it's, 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 everything's good apparently in the hood, yeah. So to speak. So I mean, he's doing he's doing fine. So I mean, that's that's the whole point is that no one. But I mean, and this villain, this this is Cyrus or whatever, whatever the f his name is. Yes. Like I'm, I'm just not even. I don't. It just. I mean, he's cookie cut. At least could have got a big name or something. It's just cookie cutter villain. You know, him and Jordan have a past. Because I mean, whatever. I mean. All right, how excited were you to see that that was finally where the Jordan storyline was going on, with, especially with Taggart? Like, oh, now it ties into the mob war. I'm glad because we do know she was part of DA. There's all, there's, she has all passed with that, so we knew that already. Um, I got to tell you, I loved me some scenes with my two black men fighting back and forth with my <laughs> Curtis and Taggart. He was like, you following me? Like, he came outside and was like, I'm going to confront him. Yep. And I love that. I loved it. Um, and But then I did love the fact that they had him all go back to her office, and he was like, no, we should clue Curtis in on everything. I, and, I That's what frustrated me most about that, that Jordan was so reluctant to do yeah. that. And I was like, come on, Jordan. What are you expecting? If you're married to this guy, you want why? what are you gaining by being so secretive and standoffish to Curtis about this whole thing? I agree. It was, it was it was it was a weird choice thinking how much they've been through together. Um, I mean, getting like pre-show and yep. on the show, they've been through a lot together. So I'm thinking, why would you hide that? And when Curtis was like, "Is Trina your daughter?" and I was, I was like, "Where did that from?" I, like, okay. <laughs> I, I know. And when she said, "Yeah, I have children with every person I was with," I was like, I started laughing. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, like she's not the mother. Uh, what? Because I, what do you think of the reveal as Trina as Taggart's daughter? I I love her name is Sydney Michaela. I love that actress plays Trina. Mm-hmm. I think she's a breath of fresh air. She's a great little actress. She's so good with everybody. I love her and Ava together. I love that kind of the kind of surrogate kind of mother daughter thing they have going on, um, mentor thing going on. Um, why not? I guess he's black. She's black. Um. I don't know. I, just, I I guess it's fine, but now I'm curious. Like, who's the mother? Yeah, who's the mother? And then I mean, there was what towards the end of last year where she mentions that comment that she did that same DNA test that Aunt Stella did, and yes. that, and th- where's that where's that that connection in Port Charles that she's supposed to have? So unless it's on the mother's side, I mean, yeah, they drop that too, and I mean, and it's like, and I know that. Renee Watson right now is on a show called Bob Hart Dabashola. She's on that as a supporting character on CBS. Mm-hmm. So she's busy filming that, I guess. But I was like, yeah, they dropped that. I mean, soaps just all. They're so frustrated. They drop things. But I think, you know, I was thinking, okay, so when Taggart left, he could have gotten with somebody and Trina would be the right age. Yeah. Actually, if a few years later. 
But I was trying to think. I kind of trying to remember who he left with. And wasn't he with? Wasn't he with Hannah, which was the girl that was with Sunny? I, I was saying, is Trina biracial or is she have a black mama? I'm, not, I just, I'm for me, it's about the mama. I'm just curious, like who's who's the mama? Yeah, who's the baby mama? That's what I want to know. Because it made me think that Curtis and people online were speculating this too that Trina was going to be a, a, a daughter that of Curtis's that he didn't know he had. But I, I thought that too. It seems like that is that- striking out. But I, I don't yeah. think the show can expect us to forget that they said that she's got some DNA match in Port Charles, and like who the heck is that is? I know, and I and I'm, it's, it's, it's bugging the crap out of me. They did that, so I mean, but yeah, I, I'll say it's fine that Trina, I guess, tagged our our yeah, different last names though. So what's the story with that? And like, it's uh, I, I'm really curious. Like, who's give me the show me the mama, and yes. then I can from there. Like, actually comment and see what's going on. I'm like, what is going on there? I'm not sure. <laughs> I love her. I love. I think the girl who plays Trina's Sydney McKay. She's the she's the bomb. I love her death. Uh, real briefly, because you mentioned Brando, as we're getting ready to wrap up here, uh, yes. we see Brando saying like, "Hey, you know what? Yeah, I'll buy. I'll do your story as well. I'll pretend that I'm Dev's father, uh, but I'm leaving town anyway. And Dev's going to boarding school. What was the whole point of this storyline? So something's gonna go wrong. I thought the same thing. I go really. I thought that's how we're gonna end it. It's gonna go off with a whimper. I, I, I have a feeling it's not going to all go out with a whimper. I think some, I, something has to happen. Because the character of Dev, they set him up so prominently mm-hmm. in the Shaun the Show. I mean, he still has the Josh stuff going on. And him and Cameron have this kind of frenemies thing. And, and I mean, it's like, and he's in trust with Sonny. And like, there's too many things going on that if they just drop it like this, I'll be pissed. I'll be like, this is like, really? That's it? So there has to be something more going on. There has to be something more going on. I mean, I mean, I guess, but I was never a huge fan of the storyline to begin with. So if they want to end it like this, I mean, I guess fine. And then let's just move on and forget it ever existed, I suppose. Because it, it, it's it, it's ending like it began for me, which is like, why are we doing this? So Yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean if they feel the storyline isn't working and they will get rid of it, I'm all for it. And bye. Super multiple boarding school. See you later. Um, and I, I'm all I'm an advocate for that. When stories aren't working, cut them out. Yeah. Sorry, Dave's lies with your year ahead. Uh, we can't cut anything out. But these, these shows, <laughs> a little shady Sundays in them too. But these shows are, you know, five weeks in advance, six weeks in advance. So they can they can cut out stories. So I guess it's fine. They, but I, I still think it's been kind of pissy. Like, you did all of this, and then bye. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's weird because he's had, he's, you know, Trina's kissed him, Joss has kissed him, and he's been, he's, he's been standoffish with everybody. So it's, uh, and maybe maybe he does have feelings for for Cameron. I like could that be the case? But we haven't really explored that. So I mean, who knows what? We're, I mean, I feel like they've tried all these uh, balloons that they're tossing up in the air for for Dev, and nothing's really floated. And they're like, okay, maybe we just send him away. Yeah, and that, that happens to us. So you know, all the time they'll write somebody out in a second and be like, okay, well, they tried it. I wish they did it with Peter, but that's another story. Uh, you know who I'm never sending away, though? And that's you, James Lott Jr. <laughs> never sending you Frank away. Frank Moran, Frank Moran. Look at that. James Lott Jr., I cannot thank you enough for taking time out of your Sunday to fill in for Carla, to share your thoughts. Uh, I could talk to you for much longer about this, uh, but yeah. Josh is kicking us out. I, thanks, oh, Josh. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Josh. Take off for two, three hours, I guess. No, it was my pleasure doing this. I love it. We'll do this again. I said I wish I was in the studio. I just could be there. I couldn't get there in time. Folks, you'll notice I live like thirty miles away, so I couldn't get there in time for the show to start. So I thought I'll Skype in. Yeah, so my, this is my lovely home. 
my my ring, my 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 microphone. I record stuff back there, so it's my it's my bedroom. We're gonna so. get a sneak peek inside the life. It's like a James Lott Cribs episode. <laughs> Perfect, uh, James Lott. I please I, not that people need to know because uh, they already know, but you know why not? It's always fun to hear you say it. Where can they follow you uh, to find out everything you're up to? All right, so again. Yes, uh, folks, thanks so much for joining us here. As always, like us on Facebook, give us five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, Carla will be back next week. We missed her, she's having a fun time at an award show tonight. Again, huge, huge thank you to the man that created the show, James Lott Jr., for coming by on this Sunday to talk with us. We'll see you next week for an all-new episode of the GH Report right here on AfterBuzz TV. Bye, everybody! Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.